The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. All right, people, break out your notebooks and pencils and slide rules. You're listening to Tech Talk Radio with true geeks. And by the way, I'm D. Snyder, and I'm a geek, too. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We are the show that talks about computers. Technology. And the internet. How are you guys doing? It's good to see you. A lot, good. A lot to talk about. I thought you were I gonna... will say that I'm very sunburnt. Why are oh. you very sunburnt? What were you doing? I spent about six hours in the sun on Saturday. Ooh. And I put sunscreen on. Uh-huh. Then I got in the lake. Oh, no. And forgot to put sunscreen back on after oh, I got out of the lake. Oh, my gosh. So Seriously? I, I am a pretty good shade of crimson. Yeah, we should say we call you Tomato Kid today. <laughs> I uh, like it. I was wearing I was wearing a hat, so my my face and my shoulders are fine, but my my arms, my back, my chest, I look like a lobster. <laughs> now, where, where, so where did you end up going? St. Joe, Michigan, on Lake the coast of Lake Michigan, the western coast of the state, and it was beautiful. It was, the weather was beautiful. It's it's the really the first weekend I've had available with sports wrapping up and the school season being over and. And I blew it. I got burnt. <laughs> we, you know, we, you, we, you, you, you know why people don't get sunburnt here in in southern Arizona? Because nobody, nobody wants goes to, outside. Yeah, nobody wants to go outside. Yeah. It's like 100, 113 today, I think. I mean, I, it's just yeah. They were ridiculous. talking about Vegas this this week. Uh, Vegas is going to be up in like the 115 ish mm-hmm. degrees. Oh yeah. Oh, I was checking out. Because I always look. I've got the weather app. Do you guys use the weather app? Honestly, weather.com is is kind of. Oh, uh, don't use weather.com. Sometimes it'll say, oh, cloudy skies, nothing. Weather underground? Yeah. Weather underground. It's like yeah. two ninety nine dollars a year. Oh, I got to yeah. pay weather, for it? Weather underground is great. Uh, I yes. use the NOAA, the NOAA weather app. Just Google or search for NOAA on your, and it'll, it's free. Uh, if you want advanced radar and like advanced uh, forecast, it's uh-huh. like seven ninety nine for the year or something like that. Yeah. I just, I just like want to know like, okay, what's tomorrow going to be like? Uh, and what are they expecting? There have been times where I've pulled up weather.com or the, the weather app, and it'll tell me, oh, we're expecting rain sh- storms and, and thunder and lightning, and then nothing. Nothing happens. No, I pull up weather.com, and I, I'm wondering, you know, what's tomorrow's weather going to be like? And it's like, we'll tell you right after this advertisement. <laughs> I'm surprised weather.com has so much spam ads, too. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. That's why, like I said, I use Weather Underground. Um, you know, it's free for the for the basic stuff, but it, I, I pay the two ninety nine a year. Like again, it's two dollars and ninety nine cents for a year, and you get a lot more features with that. And I get all my weather forecasts, uh, daily forecasts, weekly forecasts, even hourly forecasts right. uh, from Weather Underground. So yeah, I love that. Well, I was pulling up uh, the temperatures for Palm Springs, where my kids are, right? And I was trying to see what it was. One hundred and twenty three, hundred and twenty three degrees. How do you even? Sub- I, I lived there, so I guess I went through it. I remember the first time I went there, right? And I get my I worked an overnight shift at a radio station, and then I got a hotel room, and I would stay in the hotel room and then leave in the afternoon after you know getting some sleep. And I remember when I got back out to my car, I had these plastic Bose three hundred one speakers in there, and you know they had w- wood speakers but plastic grill. When I got into the car, they were folded up because the plastic melted. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's how hot it was. Oof. Just a lot of fun. Well, other than that, other than at least you didn't get heat stroke. No, but it's it's been very difficult to sleep because it's yeah. so uncomfortable to lay on my back. Vitamin E oil, my stomach. 
Yeah. Vitamin E oil. Yeah, I've been doing aloe and vitamin E. No. Aloe really doesn't do much. If you got a severe burn, you need vitamin E oil. What do you put the oil on you? you, you yeah. Really? I've never yeah, heard of that. And then you put yourself in a in a in a air fryer 400 degrees <laughs> for 13 minutes. Like a chicken wing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, no, seriously though. Vitamin E oil, it really honestly is the best thing for you uh in, in my opinion. I've done a lot of research on it. My my wife also, you know, she's very very conscious about her skin. You know, she slathers on the sunscreen. I mean, we just took a trip up to South Dakota. Right. And uh, went out to the lake with my family. So we were out in the lake on a pontoon boat for a good nice. couple hours. And I had put on sunscreen. You know, my son had put on sunscreen. Misa had put on sunscreen. You know, we were fine. My cousin, uh, who was with us on the boat, however, did not. Yeah. And then after we got off the boat, we went back into the camper, hung out with the family. And um, he stayed out, waded out into the lake about... Uh, you know, t 20 feet into the lake and kept on fishing. And I checked on him about two hours later. Yeah, he was well done. <laughs> yeah, like, well Kind of like Sean was. <laughs> yeah, oh, how no. did you? How did you drive back, Sean? Like, you had to sit down? We, we, we drove back, and I, as we were driving, it, was, it felt like my lower back was on fire. Oh, and mm -hmm. then when I got home, I lifted up my shirt. Caitlin's like, yep, you're definitely crispy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, go, go get some vitamin E oil. Yeah, yeah. but, but aloe doesn't good. really do much. There's a, uh, there's a lot that has happened this week in the world of tech. I mean, that's why uh, you listeners are here, because we are going to talk about some stuff. I mean, number one, you had uh, you still had the fallout from the ransomware stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. that's that's still big. Um, it's getting bigger every day. Eleven million dollars. They ended up paying the yeah, JBS. Yep. To the, the and <laughs> and they're saying that it came in through a point of entry as a VPN. It was an employee, I guess, that had a VPN account, and the password was out in the wild, and they were able to log in that way, and that's how they were able to drop it. Yep, that's uh, that's one that's that'll do you, and now that's why you never want to use the same password across multiple platforms. No, you know, and uh, so I I don't do that. I mean, I I have the same password uh, on a couple different things, but they're none of them are super important. The the important ones are completely different. Um, but you know what, listeners are are because one of, one of the stories that I was reading about this, and they had a expert on talking about it, and he was saying the problem is is people write down their passwords, you know, they'll make them uh, difficult enough, and even if they do, they'll put them on a text pad, mm -hmm. you know, a word pad document uh, in their computer. So if somebody gets into your computer, that is basically that's like the keys of the kingdom right there, because yeah. once they get that, there's no encryption on it. Now. Yep. You know, I, some people say, well, then that's why you want to use a password manager. Some people are uncomfortable with a password manager. See, some of the older password managers, if you knew what the master password was, mm -hmm. you can get into it. Now, that's still kind of the case. because it, But the thing is, is you would have to get into the person's computer that is a trusted device of said password manager. Mm -hmm. First off, you'd have to get into their computer first off. Then you'd have to get the master password to be able to open the vault right. for all the passwords. If they only had the person's email address and they tried to access the uh, the password manager, they would also need a second form of authentication. Right. So it's not just I can go and install one password, which is what I use, 
They can't pass, just yeah. go and install one pass and be like, oh, I'm going to do Andy at Tech Talk Radio and boom, I'm in his account. No, I would have to have a second form of authentication if it's a new computer that's accessing the vault. So there, there's a little bit extra precaution there. Should you that. do two-factor even on a password manager? Well, on a new computer, yes. But yeah. once you have your computer trusted, then every single time you open up that password manager, like let's say, for instance, I have it built in my browser. So if I open up Chrome mm -hmm. and I go to, type, go to a website that needs a password, it's going to tell me, you need to enter in your master password right. before I will present you with a list of saved passwords for this site. Yeah. But the as long as I keep Chrome open, you don't I have to can, go through that. Yeah, I can access any of my sites. Just click the little button. It tells me, oh, I know I know a password for this site, and that logs me in. But the moment I close down Chrome and reopen it, boom, master password again. So now, as an IT manager, when it comes to VPN, and for listeners who don't know, virtual private network could be a like a direct connection for you to be able to access your work computer and be able yeah. to get files, do do whatever you need to do. Should that be one of the most stringent pieces of security? And shouldn't two factor be off, you know, uh, authorized on that? I mean, that that seems like that would be some smart smart thinking. So for us, two factor is required for our VPN. Right. I mean, that's what and I e think that makes and, sense. And even, that, and even then, the VPN that we're on is behind a firewall specifically dedicated to our systems. Mm -hmm. So it's specifically our network, not the campus network, yeah. IVPN directly into our VLAN and get to access to our equipment. So I, right. if you access my VPN, you can only go so far. Yeah, there's got to be the tough. There's got to be the tight security on that, and that's why mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are suddenly realizing that oh, I need to do because some people they have IT managers that work for their companies, and they really they they know how to boot up a computer, how to reboot a computer, how to hook up a keyboard, how to do something. But when you get into the security portion of it, that's they need uh, companies need to pay for these employees to get that extra level of training. That's still falling out. We're going to see more of that because. I think they said it's up 300% when it comes to ransomware attacks. Wow. In the past, this is, this is just in the past year. So that should put pretty much everybody on alert when it comes to uh, ransomware yeah. attacks. All right, now I know Sean came here loaded to the hilt with all kinds of stuff that he wanted to talk about. And, I mean, we got a lot to talk about other than, so I mentioned the ransomware stuff. What you got? Drones, E3, Microsoft Flight Simulator, yeah, that's about it. Wait, Flight Sim? Uh, are they doing something new with it? I know that they reduced so they had, the size. So they, annou they announced it officially for the X the, the release for the Xbox. It's going to be on Game Pass for Xbox. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's going to be cross-platform. So you'll be able to play with on PC with your friends on Xbox. Oh, cool. And it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to out... But, I, you can totally outfly anybody on a PC than you could if you're playing with a controller on Xbox. Come on. Right. Yeah. But if you are interested in getting a controller for Turtle Beach, just drop this today. I'm linking in the chat. All right. Turtle Beach called the Velocity One Flight. It is absolutely amazing. I'm already on the pre-order list. It's a it's a it's a it's a yoke with controls. It is going to be amazing. I'm super excited this about it. This looks because... just like what I have for my PC. This looks amazing. All right, now where can, yeah. where can our listeners it's... see this? 
uh, just Google, uh, just go to Turtle Beach's website. It's smack right on. The, it's they just dropped it today. Three forty nine. Ooh, wow. Well. Three hundred forty nine. Yeah, steep, but it's it's made for but, the Xbox. All right. Well, you know, Thrustmaster it, put one out for the Xbox. They they have on one PC as well. It will it will work. What's that? Work on the PC as well. Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and Windows Ten. Wow. Would you get this? Now, because you you already on the pre-order list. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, are they making any changes graphically to? To, I mean, it's pretty intense right now. Well, they're they're improving it. I mean, they're they're always improving it. I mean, yeah. the flight simulator was very much unoptimized when it came out. I mean, it looked great. It looked great on the surface, but and I don't mean the Microsoft surface. I mean just on the <laughs> surface of it, it looked great. But when you dive down, there were so many minor problems that they 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 have corrected a lot of that and. You know, I, I told you I fly VR. Well, I used to try to fly VR with a flight simulator, and I just had so many problems with it that I finally just gave up on it. But I've been hearing a lot of stuff that they've they finally um, gotten some good NVIDIA drivers. Um, they've gotten the Oculus Quest app to work better with flight simulator. They've even updated flight simulator itself to work better with the Oculus. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying it again. Right. Uh, I haven't tried it since all the recent updates, but uh, I mean it is it is a fun game. It is really cool, especially that all of the scenery is from real life maps. And I know they use Bing maps, which is yeah. you know whatever. I mean on the PC on the PC version, you can go into the registry and you can edit a few things and get rid of the Bing maps and make it Google Maps, which is far superior to Bing Maps. Oh, really? I didn't know that. You can do that. It takes a few registry tweaks and things like that, but people have done it. Which one is going to be, like, which one is going to be more accurate? Because if you've ever taken Google the, Maps by, by far. Well, I don't know. If you've ever taken a Google Drive, like, you, 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 you know, you do the Google thing and you're driving down a road and you see, like, a neighbor that passed away 10 years ago standing in front of his house. Well, it's like, wait a minute. When did well, you guys do this? Okay. Well, first off, they're not going to have that level of detail in flight simulator. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bing maps doesn't even go that way. Most of the time with their street view, Google street view. I mean, they can't cover everything no. every day. You know, it's, it's, you know, yeah, some of the, some of the things are going to be five, 10 years old uh, with, for the street view, but yeah. for aerial view, um, a lot of the more aerial views are updated probably every two to three years. You know, they, they hire the higher uh, aerial photography companies that they fly airplanes. I think it's around 10,000 feet. Right. And they take pictures and then they, they augment those over the satellite imagery they can get. You, you got that announcement. Uh, E3. Well, no, there's more. Oh, there's more. There's more when it so, comes to flight sim. All so right. If, if you have bought the Microsoft store version of, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, which I did. You will also get it on the Xbox. Oh, yes. And you didn't now, have to pay you, anything now else? If you bought the Steam version, Aha. you will not. Ooh. Yeah, but I it bought is the available Microsoft on Game Store. Pass. Yeah. Well, I got Game Pass anyway, so. But there's more. Oh. They also wait, dropped a Top Gun Maverick DLC that will be free. For all Microsoft Flight Simulator users, Wait, there I, you go. I I highly recommend you find the E3 
the Bethesda Microsoft E3 video for this because they almost recreated one of the couple of the Top Gun scenes in Microsoft Flight Simulator shot for shot. To the danger zone. When, when <laughs> the shot of the aircraft carrier came up when I was watching it, because I watched it yesterday and I was watching it with my brother and my brother and I are, were huge. Both of my brothers actually were huge Top Gun nerds when it first came out. My brother loved it. We always loved going to the air shows and stuff. It was, it was unreal. It was just like, this is going to be so awesome. Okay. I got to look for that later. Now, wait, is it going to be the Top Gun Maverick F-18 or the Top Gun F-14? I will have to look and see exactly what it is because I didn't read why too you, much into it. But Andy, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Why do you, why do you got to ruin it? Like, why do you got to be like <laughs> just, that? Why do you got to be that guy? Inquiring minds want to know. I why know do you got to be that guy? Which plane I could be flying? I, you know what I miss? I miss Combat Flight Simulator. And I keep hoping that Microsoft is going to put out their – because they, if you remember, they had have, they have Flight Simulator – then they had combat flight simulator, and you could pl- you could fly the P40s, the P51s. I mean, you could do campaigns. It was great. And then when they kind of got rid of you know flight simulator and stopped making it, combat flight simulator just kind of went to the side. There is mm-hmm. no good, from what I know. And somebody, please, if you're listening, correct me. Good combat flight simulator that's out there, other than you know Star uh, Wars DCS Squadron. World. DCS World, what is that? DC, DCS World is probably the the go-to uh, besides, well, I mean, Flight Simulator is for like aviation, just general aviation and commercial aviation. Mm-hmm. DCS World is for combat. Really? I didn't and, even know there was one existed. Yes. DCS World by far is the probably the best combat flight simulator out there, bar none. All right. All right. And you got more flight sim stuff? Uh, no, that's it for the flight sim stuff. But oh, uh, quite it, a bit. The big things the big things I took away were that I could still play on the PC and play with my brother on his Xbox, or because I bought it on the Microsoft Store, I could play it on my Xbox as well. Now, do you have so, the Xbox Series X? I don't, but this is a good reason for me to get one. <laughs> Guess what? I do. <laughs> You're gonna justify so, it now. No, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Um, but now that's it from that as far as flight sim goes. But there was a lot of other good announcements from E3. Yeah. Uh, if you're a big video gamer, I highly recommend you go watch the Microsoft Bethesda uh, video that dropped yesterday. Lots of good content coming out this week yet. Uh, Nintendo's has a their live treehouse tomorrow night or Tuesday night, which is going to be a huge announcement. There, there's speculation that it's going to be the Switch Pro. Uh, yeah, that never happened. Some, like even, we, we thought even it was going some, to. Even some far-fetched rumors that they're going to announce a 64 classic. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. That would be cool. So, I did I did see Goldeneye being mentioned in the last couple of weeks. Oh, my God. Please, yes. please, 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 so, please. I would, I would love, 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 love that. So, um, but just a lot of E3. Another one from E3 is Diablo 2 Resurrected. Mm-hmm. Got an official release date of September 23rd. So that's the remaster of Diablo 2, a game from the early late 1990s, yep. early 2000s. Uh, w- probably the game I've spent the most time playing in my my youth. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. I've already taken the day off. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Really? Wow. Uh, no, this is a game that me and my friends, I made a lot of friends playing this game. I've spent a lot of time playing it with my friends, and we're really excited to get back into it and have a... I don't know if we'll have a land party per se, but we will definitely be playing together. Now, are these the games that are being shown at E3 this year? And we got a we got an, an E3 media pass, and I've been logging in to kind of keep an keep an Wait, eye on. Hold on, we do. Yes, 
Oh, thanks for and, sharing. <laughs> I've been logging in, trying to just kind of keep up with it. But they've been doing these. They've been doing these these conferences. Like you know, Nintendo will do theirs. EA will do theirs. Uh, you know, it's it's just been kind of crazy. Um, are they more geared at the console user, or are we oh, seeing? They always a, are. Are we are we seeing a return to PC though? I mean, are we? Anything there, or is it more for the smartphones, too? Well, so I think right now it's a big push for consoles because you can get consoles right now that are no, able you to play can't. games. What's that? Some, some, you can in some places. But you're seeing a huge – want, people want the best of the best. So right now the, the consoles are getting creeping close to what PCs could do. And well, with the okay, shortage just, on the video just cards – Wait a, wait a not, couple years, and then the PCs yeah. are going to take the lead again. Yeah. So – they're announcing games that are for console, but I think they're also going to be eventually for PC. I honestly think that, I mean, you know, Xbox has been going this way for, for years now where they're talking about with the game pass and windows 10 and, and I'm sure whatever comes after windows 10, windows 11 or windows yeah, 12, whatever, they, whatever they call it. Yeah. But pretty soon PC and Xbox are going to be one in the same. You think and, so? Oh yeah. They're, oh yeah. They're, they're, they are combining their Xbox now. I know uh, when Xbox first came out, they were trying to divide things. They were saying, "Look, if you want an Xbox, you can have an Xbox. If you got a PC, you got a PC." Boom. Different things. But now they're trying to come together and they're combining their forces: the PC world and in the Xbox console world, because they're gonna t they're they're taking on uh, their arch enemies, Nintendo and Sony. And not in that order. Sony obviously is the bigger one to take on. Oh, and don't forget, you now have Atari. Their VCS is uh, their video console system. They say is is going to be coming out after what two three I'm, years. I'm interested to see what Atari can do. It's been a long time. Honestly, I really think that this is going to be something special. I don't know how it's going to do compared to all the others. I would have really, honestly, loved to have seen something from Sega. I would love if Sega got back into the console market, but I don't think they ever will because it's just they don't think they have enough capital to be able to do something like that. Yeah. But but with Xbox and a PC coming back together and just creating this one ecosphere of gaming, um it's a real threat to Nintendo and to Sony. I think that's why Nintendo is is coming out with what what people are calling the Switch Pro. Because they they know that they're going to fall behind again. Nintendo briefly took over the number one console in the world uh, back in, what, 2017, 2018? Right. With the Switch. Yeah. With the Switch. Because it was insane. I mean, this was, this was Nintendo's last hurrah. If this thing didn't work, they were done. Yeah. And it took over the world by storm. Well, a lot but, of people the, still love the Wii, but it just wasn't, I don't think it was marketed right. Well, it, it didn't have the, the capability. Wii, the Wii U was horrible. Yeah. Um, but I think the Switch is a great, great console. But the thing is, is that it's starting to get old. And now with Sony releasing the PlayStation 5, you've got Xbox with the Xbox Series X and then the PC and Xbox combining forces again. You know, I think Nintendo is like, yo, we got to do something. All right. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though, is if somebody goes out and they buy a console, they get a console, what, 600 bucks or less, right? Yeah. I saw a PC advertised said, oh, it can play all the games. $3,900. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at it and you say, well, I just want to play games, if that's your only purpose, then you're going to want to spend it on a console and learn to play on a console, right? I mean, I love PC <sighs> gaming, but that just, 
that just blew my mind. The big difference in cost there yeah. and space. But you get a lot more use out of a PC than just games. You know, you got your media server. You've got, you know, your your everyday work computer. Mm-hmm. You got just a regular old browsing Reddit and Facebook computer. Yeah. You've got a lot more stuff you can do with a PC than you can with an Xbox or a, or a PlayStation. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we've got more to talk about, but I want you guys to think about something. Okay. If you were to redesign Windows and you said, I want to change the entire Windows interface. Oh, I want to make what is some things you would want and would expect out of it because there's talk. When we come back, we'll talk about that. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. During the break, we were all talking about uh, the fact that Windows could be going through some changes. And, mm-hmm. uh, Sean, you just pulled down some info regarding Windows support. Microsoft to end Windows 10 support October 14th, 2025. Ooh. Uh, so, and that's got a lot of people in a tizzy, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people have said about that because... Well, I mean, nobody likes a big change, right? Because you got to look back. People are still using XP. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So there are people still using XP. And when we had all this ransomware stuff, which we were talking about in the earlier segment, they did the only update for Windows XP after like 15 years. Yep. Because they had to patch it for the worm that was out in in the wild, affecting millions and millions of Windows XP systems that are running critical infrastructure yep, across yep, the yep, world. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah. but you got to look back because Windows XP was great. Windows Vista, not so great. Yeah, what was the, what, what do you think was the big problem with Windows Vista? I wasn't into building computers, and I didn't really know that much about Windows back then and things like that. So, for, from a user standpoint, it was very restrictive. Right. It was very hard to get administrative rights on a machine, yep. and it locked you down, and it was complicated. I'll tell you, the one OS that I loved during that whole period. Now, I loved XP. They finally got XP really, they got it nailed down. But then you had Windows 95 and Windows 98. Windows 98 Second Edition was perfect. They got it. They, it's kind of like where we are with Windows 10 right now because they got it nailed down. And it was, it was perfect for no matter what you wanted to do. That was great. Then they came out with Vista, and it was like, why? Why did you guys change it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird because, like, the UI changed a little bit. They kept the start bar. They kept the, the the start bar. They kept the task manager. They kept everything kind of the same, but they redesigned it a little bit. And then there was what? Uh, wait, did ME come before Vista, or was that after? I'm trying to remember. No, it, ME it was, was before. Was it before? Oh, yeah, don't ME even mention before. ME. Yeah. Yeah, that was short-lived. Yeah. And then Windows 7. Right. Windows 7 was great. It had had its growing pains, but it was, yeah. That's what I built my first PC with was Windows 7, and I loved it. Oh, man. It was easy. It was understandable from somebody who had never built a PC before to get something on there, Um, and it was great. I loved it. I built my first PC with Windows 2000. I built my first one with DOS. (laughs) Now you know our ages, everybody. Now, I had played around with other computers before, right, growing up, but I'd never actually completely fully built my own until 2009. Right. So that was the first time I actually completely from the ground up, no OS, bare bones, built my own machine. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Windows 7 was my up and coming. This was what I had. Uh, you know, I had a my the girlfriend at the time had a, a laptop that ran Vista, whatever. Um, but Windows 7 was just good, and yeah. it, it worked. It worked really well. People seemed to enjoy it. And then they completely changed it with Windows 8. They completely yep. oh, oh my God. Windows, Windows 8. Windows 8. Yeah. They yeah. There was a Windows 8. Windows 8. Oh. And then there was 8.1, which was just as bad. Well, they fixed the problems in 8 with 8.1. Yeah, right, but Windows 8 they still sucked. They were trying sucked. so hard, so hard to catch up with Apple and the phones and the Windows OS on the phones and to do what Apple was doing where you had an ecosystem that was similar on your computer as it was on your phone and people didn't want that. Windows people 8 was just, I, for, I forgot that even existed. Yep. yep. It, the, and you see some remnants in Windows 10 from yeah. Windows 8. The tiles. The, the tiles and the, the updating tiles and the in, the ads and the info in your, te, in your in your start bar and stuff. And I really don't like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I did. I didn't like it in Windows 8. I hate it in Windows 10. Well, yeah. yeah. So then, then we got Windows 10, right? And, right. and Windows 10 really kind of combined, in my opinion, a lot of the best aspects from XP, from Windows 7, and a few things from, from Windows 8. And Windows 10 was just awesome. Out of the gate, Windows 10 was great. I think there were still a couple of things that people were like, man. Yeah, well, I mean, there always is. There always is. I think the biggest thing that people had issues with with Windows 10 was you could get it for free right away if you let them track you and you gave them your data. Yeah, yeah. Going from Windows 7, yeah. a lot of people said, sign me up Mm -hmm. and didn't think about it, and they just gave, gave up their data and said, yeah, you can track me, you can serve me ads, you can participate me in crash bugging reporting and all that stuff, And but they got it for free. Yeah, but now, uh, as of last week, Windows 10 rolled out a new update, and uh, it, it, it was interesting. Before I went on vacation last week, I shut down my computer, or at least I put it to sleep. Right. Right? I came back. After four days, my computer was back on, and Windows 10 looks completely different. It has a different feel to it. Yeah, it has a different well, feel. And it, then it even it, had a different back. It even had a different splash background for yeah, me. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, "Whoa, that's weird." Yeah. I don't remember a picture of a lighthouse being uh, as my background. It really threw me off because it hadn't changed in a while. Yeah, but but also they got this new thing now at the bottom, down near your taskbar in the in the lower right. It's your it's your weather slash news feed. Uh-huh. And, and it, you hover your mouse over it, it tells you what your current weather is, and then it gives you a bunch of ads and weather or news but stories. They don't even, but they don't even call it weather. It's news and interests. That's yeah. what it's called in the if you right click on it, that's what you have to search for to turn it off. News it's called and news interests. and interests. All right. And you just say, yeah, because you can manage interests up at the top. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking at. It, I'm thinking, oh, this is great. You know what I don't like is I, I don't like it when they feed you an ad and it's behind a paywall. Whereas you're like, oh yeah, you click on this ad, then you go through, and it's like, oh, if you want to subscribe, Apple does that, and I, I can't stand it with this Apple News. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think I don't. I don't want to go through. Just don't. Don't show it if it's behind a paywall. Let them yeah. find another way to to run an ad. Yeah. Uh, also, but- I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing. You know, we get these squares that show up in these ads. For anybody that has this yet. If we're going to start seeing clickbait, you know, that's 
Well, well now it's now it's you click on the start bar, and you get ads sometimes in your if you're in well, your tile. Again, I don't. I don't personally because I have pie hole. Right. Correct. Right. So, but now I'm getting ads in my start bar on the left side of my screen, and now I'm getting them on the right side of my screen. So. What's next? Four corners? I'm going to get oh. ads in the top right. I'm going to get ads in the top no, left. No, pretty soon. To close pretty... this window, watch a 15-second ad. Yeah. Pretty soon, we're going to see Clippy come back and say, oh, oh. you want to open up Microsoft Excel? <laughs> I can do that for you right after this. Don't bring Clippy back, please. Okay, so now we know now that they're going to be ending support for Windows 10 in, in 2025. What that means is they've got four years to push you to their new operating system, which we believe will be announced officially on the 24th of this month. Some are saying it will be called Windows 11. Some are saying it'll be called Windows 9. <laughs> why? Because why did they skip 9, you know? Um, well, because I think that's because they, they made Windows 8.1, which would be the ninth operating system. Right. Or some people have said it'll be called WinOS, which is kind of repli you know, <sighs> replicating a little what Apple has been doing. Don't would, do that, Microsoft. So I, we're going to have something new. and But the thing is, is like, no matter what they do, no matter what Microsoft decides, what is it that we want out of Windows? I mean... Optimization. But optimize for what? For, for us, for what we... So we have to give info to be able to get info. You know what I'm saying? They want to optimize it for us. If it's a, feeding us the stuff we want, we got to let them know what we're doing. Do we want to do that? Uh, no, no not me. <laughs> I don't want them. I don't want to do that. I mean, no. Um, I think I think Windows should just start naming all of their operating systems after like Greek gods, Zeus. Yeah, yeah. Windows Zeus, Windows Poseidon, <laughs> Windows Thor. Well, no, wait, wait, hold on. We can't do Thor. That might that might run into a, a little um, legal problem there with Marvel. Disney. Yeah, yeah, with Disney and Marvel and everything like that. I don't know. Um. But no, I mean, they want to do something. Stop naming it after numbers. Like, right. name it something interesting. Yeah, uh, our, but here's the other thing that people are saying now. Okay, so they announced this Windows 11. Say, if, if that's what it's going to be. That'll be, again, on the 24th. Um, what that means is everybody that has made that switch to go from Windows 7 to 10, well, now, okay, now we're going to get you. $200 for your operating system. Is that what is going to be the case? Everybody's going to have to pay to upgrade. Are they, they're not going to, uh, they're not well, going to do a, a, trust me, this is Microsoft. They're not going to do uh here you go. Here's your free update. No, update. no, no, I, no, I, I will, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. As, honestly, when Sean just said that, when Sean just said that you got windows 10, no, no, yeah. no. When, when he said that you got windows 10 for free, as long as you gave him your data, I'll be honest. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware of all that. I mean, I did. I upgraded from Windows 7 to Windows 10. I was not aware. I mean, I guess in a way, I was aware that I was giving away data because you always give away your data. But I didn't really take it that seriously as in what Sean just said. So, you know, if that if they come out and say, you know, you can get it for free if we can have the rights to your firstborn child, of course, no. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm. I'm going to say no. I'll. I'll pay the full price. Yeah, you're kind of stretching it a bit there. Yeah. But I mean, what could they change with Windows that would make it like me? For me, I need it. To, I need it to be. I want to be able to find stuff and be able to open stuff and be able to run it. And their, that's their, it. Their search feature, their search and indexing feature, needs a massive overhaul. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, because no you can sit there and search for one document on your computer, even though you're indexing, I'm doing air quotes by now, okay? Right. Even though you're indexing all your drives, your search could take hours yep. because these drives are so massive now. So their search and indexing needs to be massively overhauled. I guess another thing that I would suggest is, and I honestly just don't know if this is going to be possible, but just better overall support for peripherals. Now, right. you, you, there, the problem with PC, though, is everybody can make products for PC, whereas Apple, everything is made by Apple. So they guarantee that it's going to work with your computer no matter what. With PC, for instance, I have an HP uh, NVIDIA card. It was an OEM HP NVIDIA card. I have an Asus motherboard. I have G-Skill uh, RAM. I have an Intel processor. I have all these other parts that Windows just has to say, okay, we need drivers for every single one of these things to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say that if they could do better with driver optimization, I use a program called Driver Easy, and I've talked about this in the past. Nothing bad about Driver Easy. I love Driver Easy. However, if Microsoft could just make that built into Windows, I get it. It's going to eliminate the company of Driver Easy because no longer people have to pay for that if it's integrated into Windows. But if they could integrate something like Driver Easy into Windows that will scan every single thing on your computer and update every single driver, that would be awesome. Get rid of Edge. Just get rid of. Wait, Microsoft. I like Edge. No. You don't like Edge? Uh, uh, no. I've grown to. I've grown to like it. I didn't like it at first. I was a Google Chrome user, but then I just started seeing so many issues with Google Chrome. I said, well, "Let me try this Edge out." And I've been happy Sean, with it. Sean, do you it. like Edge? Uh, so the, I liked Edge because Edge supported the streaming services at their highest resolutions, whereas. Oh. Chrome and Firefox would, would dumb you down to 1080 or even lower, depending on your bandwidth. Interesting. Whereas Edge would allow you to view it at the highest resolution all the time. Okay. Now, why but did, Edge why is Chromium, like it? though. Edge is Chromium. Yeah, it still it's is Chromium. based on Chrome. Yeah, right. But it's so still how... different. It's, it's delivered different. The look is different. The feel is different to it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give Edge another try. Yeah, I thought, because you were the one who told me try edge so that was like oh i don't want to try well edge. i did for a little while and then yeah and then you went back yeah <laughs> all right we got to take another quick break we'll be back with more of tech talk radio i'm andy taylor i'm sean deweird and i'm justin lemmy find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers we'll be right back now back to tech talk radio Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin Lemmy. So we were kind of, you know, talking before the break there about uh, what would you want to see in, in a brand new version of Windows? And honestly, your your answer there, Sean, is optimization. I just want to see it, it but it, it plays on Justin's answer, too, is drivers and making it work. Like, I just want to be able to plug in a device that I, that I have, a USB device, and know that it's going to either have a driver for it already, mm -hmm, whether mm -hmm. it's a universal driver, and then I can update it from the web at another point in time. But the number of times with Windows 10 where I've plugged in a device and it says, can't find a driver for it. Do you want to yeah. search online? Yeah, let me search online. Online. Please insert disk A. And you click on it and it says, yeah, we can't find a driver for it. 
yeah. or it'll say, we've got the best driver for you. Right. Yeah. Right. No, you don't. When, you know when, you're not when, I know, the most. when I know I can go to the vendor website and download a newer driver. Yep. Like that's, yeah. that's more of the optimization I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But what I would also like to see is a all in one media player. Yeah. That could take in anything. VLC. Well, yeah, VLC is third Just party, buy, though. But buy yeah. VLC. Microsoft yeah, buy open, them. yeah, I know it's and I know it's an open source project. Just buy the rights to VLC and make yeah. it your default player. Yeah. yeah. For anybody who yeah. doesn't have VLC, it's it's the best way to go for playing your media fl- files. And, and Absolutely. Then, so give me a good media player and quit screwing around with screen capturing. Snip and sketch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I open it up, it's like, well, this is going to move soon. You've been saying that for the past four years. Yeah. Like, so I use uh, 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 a screen capture program called ShareX, which is free. I love it. You can set it to upload to Imager or any other application that you want to use for your web st- or your web image storage. Another thing that I could mention is the Windows update process. So you all know Windows does their updates on Tuesdays. Right. Update, patch Tuesday. Patch Tuesday. Right. So... Uh, I was uh, I was at the early, as of this recording earlier today. I was at the bar uh, having a, a beer with my friend, and he had his work computer. He hadn't turned on his computer in a week. Right. That's it, just just one week. We sat there for an hour, and it was still saying, "Windows is updating. Please do not turn off your computer." This that, last that, update that, was pretty big, though. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, an hour mm-hmm. that it was just sitting there updating. Do something about that. Yeah. Put it, put, if nothing else, put a better progress bar on it. Right. Because it's just constantly saying, Windows is updating. Don't turn off your computer. Like, how do I know when it's safe? I know it's going to say, well, Windows is done updating or whatever, but come on. I would hope that Microsoft also would put better security into their new OS. If they're developing a new OS that the, you know, we've got third-party companies that do a great job with it, ESET, uh, Norton, whichever one you're using. But have this built in. You know, we got Windows Defender, but really have a – I mean, come on. Let's face it. They're, they've got that OS. Why not build the, the security around that? Windows Firewall, Windows Defender is useless, mm-hmm. um, especially Windows Firewall. I mean, after certain updates, I mean, I work in an industry, obviously, as a lot of people do. We have our own firewalls and things like that. We get a problems where all of a sudden somebody will say, well, my computer can no longer do this. Well, nothing's changed on the network. Our firewalls mm-hmm. haven't changed. We go to check, boom, Windows firewall turns itself back on after a certain update. We have specifically told it to not turn itself on. So either get rid of Windows firewall altogether or do something better. Maybe, I don't know, buy Norton, buy ESET. <laughs> That's okay. your solution. Microsoft's Make it got one a lot big company. <laughs> well, Microsoft's got enough money to buy one of these companies. Buy it and put it as a default application in your operating system, and then everybody's going to like that. Again, we'll know more about it uh, really you know, next week. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk a little bit about it and what, uh, what we can expect from that, if it's really going to be all that you know we're, we're led to believe. Um, a lot of the companies make the announcements like we, we heard with the Nintendo Switch Pro. You know, everybody was saying it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and that it didn't happen. Now, one thing we know that was going to happen is Justin was going to try and get his hands on a brand new video card. And we mm-hmm. did not get a status update on it. Mm-hmm. Were you able to do it? <laughs> no. Oh. 
No, no, not at all. I did hear that uh, NVIDIA did release the uh, 3080 Ti, right. which is one generation exactly better than what I have. I have a 2080 Ti. Um, a couple of people that I know, uh, one of them personally, uh, actually camped out in front of Best Buy at, uh, I think they started at 1 a.m. Right. On the day of the launch. They camped out in front of Best Buy starting at 1. They were able to get their hands on a 3080 Ti and uh, it's it's just glorious, right? I, I saw a video of people like when they open the doors, running, like yeah, full sprint to yeah. To... It's like Black Friday. Oh yeah, it was just crazy for, yeah. for those I mean, that wanted to have the best. That's the problem right now with graphics cards. I mean, you got the silicon chip shortage. You've got all the cryptocurrency miners. They're making a, a massive global shortage of video cards. A lot of people have been saying that uh, the mining of uh, digital currency of crypto is uh, not good for the environment. I mean, we're hearing a lot well, of people yeah. saying that. One of those, of course, being Elon Musk saying, uh, you know, we're dropping out of, uh, you know, we're not going to accept Bitcoin because it's not good for the environment. And now I've, I, I don't know. I, you know. I don't know the full ramifications of that. I've got such a problem with Elon Musk right now. You know, I, I held him in so high regard. My main gripe with him right now is this tweet that he talked about where he said, Tesla will no longer accept Bitcoin for uh for tesla purchases until people start using cleaner energy right then this is the same guy that is making batteries for his tesla cars mm. that cannot be disposed of and the mining process to get the lithium to make said batteries is just as bad on the environment as the bitcoin mining and my other problem with them is the fact that he thinks He's got all the power in the world that he can change the crypto market with a single tweet, which he has proven time and time again. One tweet will send the price of Bitcoin higher or lower. Yeah, that's based so on true. what Elon says, and that's not cool. No one person. That's the whole thing about. But he's able to do it. So what does that tell you? That's, that's the whole the thing. thing. Yeah, that, that is exactly the whole thing. Cryptocurrency is supposed to be decentralized, which means no one person can control the outcome of cryptocurrency. He has proven time and time again that this is a flaw in the system. One guy, one tweet can send the price up or down. That's not cool. I mean, he knows that he can do that too. Exactly, and I think he enjoys it. Well, yeah, I would too, wouldn't you? <laughs> sure, if I'm going to get richer off of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy situation because we've seen that happen where he has uh, sent out a tweet and it's driven the uh, the price down like incredibly or driven the price up. We're certainly not seeing the number numbers that we saw two months ago when it comes to that. And again, yep. you know, anybody thinking about doing this, um, you know, we're not saying that you should, but it, it, th there are still p people talking about it. It's not dead. I've seen people online going, it's dead. It's gone. Crypto's done. No, it's, it's not. No, it's not. Um, it's just going through another one of its growing pains. Do you still recommend people check out Crypto Coin Trader? Oh, crypto coin trader. Yeah, I mean, uh, on Facebook. Yeah, the the Facebook group. Um, it's gone through a lot of changes. A lot of the moderators in the old days stepped down. We've got some new moderators. Um, it has been a lot quieter in the past few months uh, because there's not been a lot. I mean, we had a lot of activity obviously when Bitcoin was approaching sixty thousand, but the new moderators were able to really just kind of quell all of the uprising with the the trolls, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um. It's a definitely an interesting site. It's an interesting group. I don't think it is as helpful as it used to be.
So yeah. there, I said it. Um, I'd say if you're into crypto, that's probably a group that you already are aware of. Instead, I would say the, probably a group that I would check out more would be uh, a group that's uh, called All About Crypto. And that's a little bit what like Crypto Coin Trader used to be. And it's more friendly. Um, you don't have a lot of trolls on there. So yeah, All About Crypto would be a, a, a group on Facebook I'd check out. I saw a post that I thought was pretty good on uh, Twitter. Uh, and you guys, see if you agree, because you both have one. Uh, a friend of mine said, I don't need a 3D printer. I just need to know people with 3D printers. They're <laughs> usually more than happy good to luck. print something for me. People with 3D printers, does this check out? And of course, Amanda's nope. got a 3D printer. She said yes, but does it does it check out? Absolutely no. No, no? it doesn't. No. I Go like ahead. printing stuff for other people. Yeah, sure. No. Okay, at your own cost, your own time, your own filament. You don't charge them anything for it? I mean, I haven't printed a lot for people, but if I like something, like I, I printed for my brother-in-law the garden hooks for my garage. I printed him six of those. That took eight hours of... of well, sure. Wow. But, but the thing is, is I've been printing things for people because they're like, hey, man, can you print me this? And it gets to the point where I'm like, yo, I've spent my money on, you know, the filament. And that's just one aspect of it. That's the, probably the most expensive aspect is the filament. But now you're, you know, I'm using my own electricity. I'm using my own time because I can't just take your file and just load it into the printer. I've got to slice it first. I've got to edit it. I've got to make it fit the bed. I've got to do all these little extra things. That's my time. So there's and a so, lot of work that goes into setting up and doing one of these. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to just. So, yeah, recently I printed a, uh, 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 the, you know, that old famous statue from from Belgium. They called the the mannequin piece. Mm. The, the little boy that's like, he's oh, like a yeah, statue, yeah. little boy peeing, you yeah. know, whatever. It's the fountain. Yeah. So uh, I printed one of those for them. And it was just a little five inch, you know, mannequin piece statue. Right. And uh, they wanted it. And uh, I said, you know, they're like, hey, aren't you going to charge? I'm like, well, time, filament, because they wanted it in marble. Right. Marble filament, because it's obviously a marble statue. I said, no, I don't know, 25 bucks. They're like, okay. You know, so I tried them 25 bucks. They gave me, I gave them the statue. But you feel like you got something for your time. It's well, yeah, a, the, absolutely. For what this post suggested is like, you could just go to somebody if you got a 3D printer and say, nope. hey, can you print this up? It's a lot different than going to somebody and saying, Hey, can you print this photo on your photo printer? Or can you print this this document out for me? Because I don't have a different. printer. Absolutely different. Yes, of course. If I have a printer, just a regular old printer, somebody wants something, yeah, I'll do it. But a 3D printer, way more involved. You get the same thing when you're doing uh, like computer repair too. You, you'll get that once in a while. Absolutely, all somebody, the time. Somebody will say, oh, well, you know about computers. Can you, can you fix this? Uh, you know, uh, just recently had a situation where a guy I know bought a, he bought this, check this out. He bought this at an auction, uh, sight unseen. It's a Lassie two terabyte uh, backup drive, mm -hmm. and I I thought, okay. He says, can can anything be done with this? And he shows me a picture of the uh, USB C port. It looked like somebody took a screwdriver and put it inside the port and just like circled it around to make sure it could never get used. I mean, they destroyed it. So uh, I told him, I said, well, bring it over. Let me take a look at it. So he took the um, LaCie drive, uh, and then I, I came in the box. He bought it at an auction for $30. So I go online, and I'm looking at the stock model number. That drive, still on the still still for sale on the LaCie website, because LaCies are, are pretty good. They've got yeah. a strong, they're strong case and metal. Um, they, uh, you know, 
Uh, they have a rubber bumper on them, which is really good. They're good for Macs and for PCs. $549 for a two terabyte drive. Oh my gosh. He bought it for 35 bucks. So, or $30 at this auction. So I told him, I said, well, I said, what we can do is I can open it up and take a look. Four screws on the back. You know, he took the rubber bumper off, open it up. And it's just a USB connector that's plugged into the, the SATA on it. You know, and, and it's it wasn't even an SSD. It's a two terabyte drive, uh, uh, Seagate. Oh, my gosh. So I went online, went to Amazon, uh, 16 bucks. I got uh, a, a USB-C drive. I put that, in, put that in there, closed it up, put the rubber bumper on it, said, you're good to go. <laughs> I go, it's not a LaSeq housing, but, you know, for 20 bucks, you're, you're good. Yeah, you'll so, be better off. Y- you get that. But it, and I like this. I like it when people bring me stuff because I can learn from it. And I can mm-hmm. kind of get an idea of some things that can be done to fix certain things. So I do like that. We'll come back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I know that Sean has got something else that is really exciting. So we'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Send us a tweet at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And now back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. And I'm Sean DeWeird. Drones, drones, drones. Oh, uh, you're drones, all into drones, the drones. drones. I love drones, it. Drones, drones. Guys, no, I love drones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Out of left field, Sony announced their Air AirPeak S1, their first ever drone. It's made by Sony. It looks awesome, but its base price is nine thousand dollars. <laughs> whoa, whoa, why, why not? Why nine so grand? It's, it's it's clearly designed to compete with the Inspire and the Matrix and the high-end drones. It looks awesome, and they say that in wind tunnel tests, it can remain stable in the face of 44.5-mile-an-hour winds. Whoa. Whoa, that is pretty good. I don't know if it's and worth nine grand though. How about Sony, Sony Optics on the cameras? Uh, so it doesn't have a camera on it, but it comes with, their, it comes with Sony's gimbal. Which can support a, a heavier payload, so you could put your DSLR on it. You could put a Sony, you know. Oh my gosh, a, this video! You could put a camera on it. This video and, it shows a full DSLR camera on it. Oh my gosh, and right. that landing system. Yeah, it's got landing gear that folds up. It's it. it what? Looks awesome. Nine thousand dollars though. Woo. Right, but it's going to compete with the Inspire Two and the Matrix and the, the couple of the other high end drones too. Now, to go back to the DJI. It's been leaked that DJI Mini Mavic Mini SE, or actually, it's just the Mini SE, Mavic Mini SE, right? Two ninety nine. Oh, that makes it more affordable. It's 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 been what? leaked that you could buy it for two ninety nine. Uh, so people have, have seen some of the stock car, hold placer cards at Walmart. Uh, it's got the aircraft. It's got the three axis gimbal. Uh, it's got thirty minutes of flight time. The three axis gimbal. Two and a half mile low latency video transmission. It's basically got your Mavic infrastructure, but in a much smaller form factor for two ninety nine. And it has a camera Air, system already mm. on and it. And it's already got the Mavic camera system on it, right? It's got the same camera that's the Mavic's on. It's about this. I think it's going to be a little bit bigger than the Spark. But two ninety nine, they are making it impossible for anybody else to get into the drone market. We'll see if we can get some links up on our blog as well as our website at techtalkradio.com. That's it for this week. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Don't forget to check us out on the web, techtalkradio.com. Have yourselves a great week.